Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. We are live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Welcome to the Steve Day Show. That would be me. He is Todd Erzin. He is Aaron McIntyre. Of course, many of you probably are assuming this already. This is our final show of the week. We are off the rest of the week for the long Thanksgiving weekend. I hope, assume, many of you are blessed to be able to do that as well. And if we don't remember to say it at the end of the show, thank you. Um, I mean, we had a very, very prosperous year uh, this year. Uh, and we're rewarded with continued employment here. Uh, and and all of you are the reasons why. So we are thankful for each and every one of you. So thank you. Hope that uh, all of you also have a blessed Thanksgiving as well. Before we check out to go home to our families for the long weekend, typical Wednesday program, we will be joined by the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz will be joining us a little bit later on. Uh, we will also have some buy, sell, or hold beginning here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, and we have a special guest for that. Uh, Blaze TV contributor Jill Savage will be joining us for that because this would be her week on the Dace Group. We don't have a Dace Group this week uh, because we're off on Friday. And we know that there's at least a few of you that would miss hearing Jill's takes. So she's going to join us for buy, sell, or hold here at the bottom of the hour. But before we get to all of that, let us begin, as we always do, with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by another exploded narrative. As we told you yesterday, every lefty and their mother's dog are, or were now, trying to blame those who believe boys are boys and girls are girls for the shooting at a gay nightclub in Colorado last weekend. The logic, if you can call it that, was that the shooter was probably radicalized by those who use the groomer moniker to describe groomers. Anywho, we now know the shooter in court documents describes himself as non-binary and uses they, them pronouns. CNN, your thoughts? I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that's not anything that we had heard from his background. You know, people have been looking into his background and uh, I don't know if anybody here, are you guys lawyers? I no. mean, you know, I don't know if the, I, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, th- that's what he's now saying. Wow. Way to misgender there, CNN. Meanwhile, a win for sanity in court. U.S. District Judge Matthew Kasmerick has ruled that Joe Biden's gender extremist edict, which would force doctors to treat clients based on so-called gender identity, is unlawful. The ruling stems from a lawsuit brought about by America First Legal. The National Hockey League tweets, again, this is the National Hockey League tweets, trans women are women, trans men are men, non-binary identity is real. Who could have seen this coming Updates. New Hampshire's first mentally ill man who thinks he's a woman has been arrested for stalking and violating a restraining order. I am the science update. Here's Dr. Anthony Fauci for probably the final time at the White House. Everybody was asking the question, where's the clinical efficacy data? Now it has come out with the CDC MMWR this morning. So we know it's safe. We know that it is effective. So my message and my final message, maybe the final message I give you from this podium, (laughs) is that please, for your own safety, for that of your family, get your updated COVID-19 shot as soon as you're eligible to protect yourself, your family, and your community. From I Am the Science to I Am the Children update, AFT Grand Poobah Randy Weingarten says, if you attack her, you're really attacking children. She's talking about Mike Pompeo here. He called what educators do in schools all across America filthy. The people who every single day get up, 
They never get paid enough for what they do. They have been dealing with all the anxieties and the aftershocks and after effects of COVID for children, including the mental health crises. They've been teaching kids to read for years. We teach AP, we teach CTE. I could go through all the mnemonics, but what he's doing is making it harder for teachers all across America to teach kids, to bring parents and teachers together. That's what is pathetic about what he's doing. He knows better. He's a West Point boy. He knows better, but he's doing this to try to win a Republican primary, and he's hurting kids. The Supreme Court has rejected Donald Trump's last-ditch efforts to block House Democrats from reviewing his tax records. No reason or rationale was given by the court as to why the court is allowing Democrats to set the precedent. They can violate any citizen's privacy if they want. And finally, an ex-Twitter employee has her first job interview. This is the Babylon Bee. Mr. Dunsinson? Yeah, come on in. You know, uh, you're 20 minutes late. Yeah, Twitter, we didn't have, like, start times. Schedules are a remnant of an oppressive colonialist regime. Oppressive colonialist regimes? Okay. Well, look, the work here is pretty demanding. We need to find someone who can inspect all of our outgoing... Miss, are, are you okay? I'm sorry. I'm not really used to bosses using trigger words like demanding and inspect and work. But this is a job. We don't say that either. Then how do you get any work? Huh. Uh, well, I mean, so how do you get any uh, labor stuff, production, the handwork? And that work, sorry, stuff done. How do you get any stuff done? Uh, Streep's got tons of stuff done on Twitter. Oh, okay. Well, what would you say you did there? I was responsible for so much as a content moderation specialist. Some days during my afternoon cornhole sesh, I'd get a text telling me I had to ban someone. So then you'd have to actually like walk over to your computer and ban them? Uh, no. I would just hit a button on my phone and then BAM! Babylon B, banned. Libs of TikTok, Banned. Steve from Fruitport, Michigan, you know he banned. And then back to Cornhole. You can find that entire video at the Babylon Bee's YouTube page. And that's what happened while we were away. That doesn't feel like parody. Because it's not. It, I just think that's reporting, actually. The Babylon Bee is in the news business now, not just in the satire, apparently. Aaron's Montage brought to you by our friends over at Bonner Private Wine. Do you love drinking wine over the holiday season, but wish you could find high-quality, delicious wines at an affordable price? Well, we've got great news for you. For 200-some-odd years, there's been a few families, small families, deep in the Andes Mountains, that have been making dark red wine unlike anything else you have ever tasted. Uh, these wines are made in such small quantities that many wouldn't normally even make it into the United States. Uh, but the guys over at Bonner Private Wines have a partnership there with these families to bring these not previously before imported wines to wine lovers here in the United States. So whether it's a, a large feast for the holidays, something more intimate, anything that calls for an awesome bottle of wine or three, uh, make sure uh, you check out our friends over at Bonner Private Wines. You get the little hint of smoke. Then comes the blackberry, the herbs, the leather, a hint of charred earth drifting across the palate. What am I doing to you right now, Todd? You know what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. It's 
Five o'clock somewhere, isn't yeah, it? Yes, yes. These are uh, these are Todd's jam for sure. Visit uh, BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. You'll get top quality extreme altitude wine for a huge discount. Perfect for any holiday whatsoever. You'll also get a bonus bottle of small batch limited production wine from their exclusive seller. So four bottles for the price of three. All right. Four bottles for the price of three. If you visit BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve today. BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. I want to go to what Anthony Fauci said in his final words. Anyway, he claims likely from the White House as he heads off into retirement. On all of my social media accounts this morning, even Facebook, I even posted it there because F them. On all of my social media accounts this morning, I have for you a graphic with a collection of charts. These charts are a measurement of standardized mortality in several European countries. compared to the last three years. The increase, or maybe there's not, in standardized mortality amongst 15 to 44-year-olds. Is that a high mortality group? It is not. It is not, obviously. Three-season mortality ratio in Austria... The three years prior to 2021 and 2022 went from 15.1% or went up, I should say, 15.1%. increase. In Belgium, they had a 5.1% increase. In Bulgaria, a 12.6% increase. In Switzerland, a 5.3% increase. In Croatia, a 7.7% increase. In Finland, a a 2.5% increase. In Spain, a 12.5% increase. In Denmark, a 2.5% increase. In Hungary, a 17% increase. In Italy, 7.1% increase. Lithuania, 14.5% increase. Latvia, 7% increase. Portugal, 12.7% increase. Poland, 11% increase. Norway, 5.6% increase. The Netherlands, 4.9% increase. Slovenia, 8.2% increase. Slovakia, 8.1% increase. Hmm. And lo and behold, Sweden. Minus, minus 2.6%. Hmm. Hmm. Kind of weird. Could there be anything about Sweden that might make them an outlier in this group? Everybody else increased. They did not. Nothing comes to mind, right? Except all the things we've said since 2020. What is the benign and innocent explanation for the increase in standardized mortality 
in all of these developed modern European nations in 2021 and 2022 among 15 to 44-year-olds. What is the benign, innocent explanation? Let me give you a spoiler alert. There isn't one. There, there, there is not one. They're going to say long COVID. Let's play with that one for a minute before we get to what we all know. What we all know is the answer. But let's play with that one. Let's play with it. Let's play with long COVID for a minute. Because if we were to acknowledge falsely that that is the answer, (laughs) then it actually explains Sweden's improvement in this area quite a bit. Because what what, what did Sweden not do? Every one of the rest of these nations did. Locked down. What did Sweden pursue that none of the rest of these nations did? A yeah. traditional herd immunity strategy. So you see where I'm going with this. Even if, if, if in order to not admit that the sacred cow is a killer whale, and they knew about it all along, which as we pointed out to you yesterday, they did know. Our CDC knew all along, has known all along. I'm sure we'll get into this more with Daniel when he joins us later in the program because it's his work pointing this out. Okay. Your deflection is long COVID. Well, then we have to go back and re-prosecute the immorality and the ineffectiveness of lockdowns then, don't we? Yeah. Because if you want, if your alternative explanation is long COVID and that's what led to an increase in standardized mortality in vibrant, healthy age groups, 15 to 44 years old. Then we can perfectly explain why Sweden's number improved and all the rest of these countries did not. We can perfectly explain it. They pursued a herd immunity strategy from the very beginning. They practiced traditional science from the very beginning. They isolated the vulnerable, the healthy they lit out, People got exposed, developed natural immunity, long-term robust T-cell immunity. That would, there's, my point is, there's nowhere to hide here. Crimes against humanity have been created and concocted by one of two entities looking at this data. You will either blame it on Operation Warp Speed or the governments that took their people out of the game and weakened their immune systems with lockdowns. One or the other. It has to be one or the other. So you decide, spirit of the age, which of these two idols is more valuable to you? Because someone has to hang. Someone's head needs to swing from a tree. Lots of heads need to swing from lots of trees. After a fair trial, of course. Of course. I mean, of course, right? We wouldn't presume to practice any form of posse or vigilante justice. We're Christians. So um, after a fair trial, of course. But you're guilty of something. 
Either these are lagging indicators from weakened immune systems because you locked your people down so that the people in the age groups that had the healthy enough immune systems to withstand this, then when it lingered and lingered and lingered into whatever nebulous thing you're calling long COVID these days, which is essentially anything that, that just doesn't jive with our narrative, we're just calling it long COVID. That's what they're doing, basically. Okay. Well, then if you look at Sweden here as the control group, then you're a liar here and a murderer one way or another. You did it by either weakening the immune systems during the height of the pandemic. So you have this level of death in healthy age groups as a lagging indicator of that. Or. Or the surges. And standardized death in 21 and 22 line up perfectly. line up perfectly with a mass vaccination campaign of an experimental poisonous substance. And by the way, that data lines up here too. Some of the countries that actually didn't perform as bad as others, like Denmark. What did Denmark do about six months ago, guys? Stop vaccinating minors. See what I'm saying? That would line up. That would line up with this too. You're trapped. No way out. You're guilty of something. No way out. One way or another, you murdered all these people. You did it by commission. You poisoned them. Or omission. You took them off the board and weakened their immune systems. But you did it. One way or another. And this data proves it and shows it. You can turn left, you can turn right. You are trapped either way. The data provides you no trapdoor. Yet there Fauci is. And at the hint of any form of a critical question, they couldn't him they couldn't offer usher him off that stage fast enough that's maybe the most cogent and salient Catherine Jean Pierre whatever her name is white house fortunato that's maybe the most salient and quick acting and witted she has appeared in that job since she took it was deflecting on his behalf i mean if he can't stand up to cross examination in that setting What's cross-examination with Congressman Chip Roy look like? Congressman Thomas Massey, what's that look like? I have an idea. Let's find out. Indeed. Let's find out. Let's find out what that looks like. Gentlemen, your thoughts. One more thing. Again, these ch- this chart, a graphic with all these charts, is on all my social media channels right now. At Steve Dace Show on Twitter. Facebook, look, look for Steve Dace on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor and Gab. At Steve Dace Show on Getter, Twitter. At Real Steve Dace on Truth Social. I, I have this graphic posted on all of my social media accounts this morning. Go ahead, Todd. Well, this is connected to something else in the montage to me. The, the, the fact that he can stand up there 
with the, that clear sense that he is immune. He's just like, nothing's going to happen to me. I'm untouchable. I mentioned this yesterday. He, he's surrounded by medical professionals at every level. The think tanks, the actual nurses and doctors that, that make the uh, dancing videos, they, they think this way because they are operating as much from an emotional premise of importance as a truth premise. And we have a real problem with that in our culture in general. That's why we get to this point. And this is what it relates to what Randy Weingarten said. I, I, teachers, all of them, need to hear this, even the good ones. You're not special at all. Nurses, you need to hear this. Doctors, you need to hear this. You're not special. As a profession, we've carved out these classes that feel anointed. You're not any better than the garbage man. You're not any better than the post office worker. You, you're... You gotta stop this. You're killing all of us. Because it's the same cancer. It's the same progressivism is cancer in both cases. The actual facts are immaterial. It's the same thing with the nightclub thing and the he him and it turns out to be the media rushed to judgment and said it was the, everybody's fault for ever saying uh, that we shouldn't train, uh, you know, have drag queen story hour. You killed them. They, they don't care about what really happened. We've got to, so journalists, you're not special either. We are all created in the image and likeness of God. And we are all sinners. The Imago Dei and the brokenness. And until we get back to this and all these false gods and this idolatry within all of these professions, because the, America and the world at large. The idols have never been bigger and they have never been shinier. And that's how we get to the point where Steve has to says what he just said for the 666th time. And we are still, it seems like we are back in March 2020 with that fraud at the podium again. Everybody decide this is demonic. This is spiritual. Until we address that, we address nothing. I don't know. I, I don't know at this point what, what it's going to take. Todd, everything you said about doctors and nurses, that is absolutely true. But uh, I mean, that the left right now has a stranglehold on every single institution. Mm-hmm. Look at Randy Weingarten. You attack me. You say that teachers teaching filth in the classroom, you, you, you criticize that. You're hurting children. Mm-hmm. They they totally they totally believe. That. I am the science. I am the yes. schools. I am the truth. I am who 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 whose language is that, Aaron? By the way, who makes such um, declarations of I am the Most High? I will ascend. Who does that mirror and echo? Uh, sounds like Lucifer. Yeah, uh, to me, it does. Sounds like Lucifer. And as you were talking, Todd, I went back, and my mind flashed back. You remember the University of Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis? Um, I guess it was a white coat ceremony. Yeah. For the doctors. Of course. For the new doctors. That's what I'm talking about. You're not And special. they are all, they are all, all of them to a T, standing and reciting this, this demon, it's just a demonic spirit of the age chant. 
just gobbledygook about uh, uh, equality and uh, uh, native lands and just complete and utter nonsense that ha- doesn't have anything to do with uh, the, uh, uh, the, 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 what is it, the um, mitochondria as the powerhouse of the cell. Nothing to do with that at all. Nothing to do with their actual, what they're supposed to be supposedly there for. That just tells you again, at every single level, every single corner, every single, every single depth, height, we're up against a damn cult. Yep. And it has a stranglehold for better or worse, definitely not better, but uh, whether it's uh, willingly, I guess I should say, willingly or unwillingly, it has a stranglehold on the mind and the soul of this country and the really Western civilization. And so therefore, therefore, we are up against this cult. It is likened to Hydra. What is the solution? As much as we enjoy them, the Marvel movies, I was just looking at my nice posters in the man cave last night. As much as we enjoy them, Captain America ain't coming. Iron Man ain't coming. The Hulk ain't coming. Those are superheroes. That's not real. We are the people. We are the people that it's going to take to put an end to this. And what the end looks like is that all of those people that I just described, from the teachers to the doctors to all of the levels of cults, for espousing the views that they do, whether it's on the jab, or whether it's about uh, genital mutilation of children. When this ends, what that looks like is that each and every individual from seedy, uh, seedy places in the inner city to uh, the, the, the plains of the Midwest feel so utterly embarrassed and broken about espousing those views publicly that they no longer do. I hope that's, I hope that's the conclusion that we can find. Because the other conclusion, that this will ha- we will have a conclusion one way or yes, another. Yes, yes. The other conclusion is really, really dark and really bloody. They just overrun us. Yeah, that's the other conclusion. Just to further Aaron's point, literally here in the last 10 minutes, I saw a, there's a column out this morning in the Washington Post. It's a Washington Post analysis. For the first time, that's a lie, by the way. That is a lie. Okay. The first words are a lie? Yeah, the Perfect. first words are a lie. For the first time, COVID jabbed make up a majority of COVID deaths in America. That's not true. That's been true. Uh, it was true. This is, it, 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 it's not the first time this has been true. This has been true for quite some time. That's not true. But we'll just go with it again, just like I did with the charts. I'll go with your own narrative because the play is the thing in which I will catch the conscience of the king. You're trapped either way. It admits, Washington, the Washington Post admits this morning, one day after the White House just went up there and just sociopathic levels of gaslighting, nothing they said was true. Like nothing. Like all of it is in total violation of all the data we have. None of it's true. Like none of it was true. None of it was. None of it. So the next day, the Washington Post says, okay, we got to speak up now because you're literally killing us with this BS. All right. We, we, we got rid of Trump. We held on to the Senate. Okay, can we stop? Have we killed enough of our own people to win elections? That's essentially what the Washington Post is saying this morning. Have we not killed enough of our own people and voters to steal the last couple of elections? Can we tell the truth now? That's that's the only way to explain this timing, because they could have written what they wrote this morning six months ago. So they got they got the political outcome they wanted. So can we now be honest and stop killing our people in their brownstones suddenly? 
So the Washington Post comes out this morning and says, for the first time, not true, but that's what they're claiming, that this is the first time a majority of COVID deaths in America are the jabbed. But if you want to know why we use terms like cult and demonic spirit of the age, its conclusion is, <laughs> its conclusion is, this just confirms the, the importance of taking regular boosters. It, do, it does not... Of course it does. That's what it says. <laughs> and so I first saw this story when, a, you know, I saw Laura Ingram and Clay Travis and a bunch of people here in the last hour sharing this. Finally, they're telling the truth. So I went, of course, you know, I'm the guy. I actually will click on the link. You know, I started reading the story. The story does say that. But then it actually ends up pimping, e- pimping out even more boosters. That's why you got to take boosters more. That's why you take more of them. More, you have to take more of them. So No. No, it's not what I said a minute ago. It's not, okay, (laughs) that would just be cynical. But it would also be typical human sinfulness, right? It's not unique in human society to put people up as chattel to get outcomes you want socioeconomically or politically, right? We've been, that's human history is littered with that story. Right. This is different. This isn't sinfulness. This is demonic. This is, this thing's killing you, and that's why you need to take even more of it. Just teabagging you, just dropping, dropping trow in your face, peeing on you and telling you it's raining. Hell is belly laughing at this, Aaron. That's not how the, so the comeback to that is, well, most of the population is vaccinated. That's why more people, that's not how vaccines are supposed that's to work, That's not how guys. they're supposed to work. Dumbass. Yeah. yeah. Then why are you taking it then? Why, why are you taking it then? It's a virtue signal that you're in the cult. You're one of the good people. You're willing to die for the beast. Whether it's tailgate season or gifting season, we're kind of in the mesh right now the convergence of both of those and a really cool and unique gift is a gift from taiga coolers heavy duty built to last coolers they come in a ton of colors they can also be customized for personal or corporate gifts or events Uh, yeah and and they really keep food and drinks cool too but they also look cool Uh, i've got a customized uh, taiga cooler at our house uh, that they did for me which i can't show you um, because it would get them into trouble, but it is very, very, very cool. Uh, the company is, is, a, is a pro-American company, big fans of the Blaze, share your values. They employ actual Americans, lifetime warranty as well, and you get 10% off when you use the promo code Steve at taigacoolers.com, T-A-I-G-A. Again, that is T-A-I-G-A. TigaCoolers.com is where you want to go. Use the promo code Steve at checkout to get 10% off. Uh, These are really cool coolers, and the customization work that they do is top-notch. TigaCoolers.com, promo code Steve. Let us welcome in Blaze TV contributor Jill Savage. It was her week to be on the Dace Group. We are not going to have the Dace Group this week because of the Thanksgiving holiday, but we could not go a week without having Jill join us. So, Jill, you are being granted an extra special honor. I don't believe we have ever permitted someone to sit in as a guest buyer or seller during buy, seller, hold. I don't think we have done that before, have we? More importantly, buy, seller, or 
It's I mean, we got, let's, is she ready? We've got a submission. Is she prepared? We've got a... I, I am so ready. And by the way, I just want to say that Buy, Sell, or Hold is my favorite segment on the Steve Day show. So every Wednesday, I'm not kidding, I wake up and I'm like, oh, it's Buy, Sell, or Hold Day. Let's go. So nice. I hope I don't get, you know, let everybody down. Out yeah, there. Don't but suck. Also, Steve, you had me on the week where we make no Lindsey Graham jokes. Come on. I, you know, I, I've got it. I, I didn't say you couldn't. You may. There's the loophole. There it is. Yeah, yeah. There's always our very first. Our a very first submission actually has something to do with that. So we'll <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get into that replacements for Graham. All right. So let's get to it. Uh, yes, I am on a Lindsey Graham fast at the moment. Uh, I am um, probing to see whether it is true that he is actually aiding and abetting us on a couple of key issues at the moment. Is that fair? We're going to go with that. I had word. a lot of words in my head. Fair was not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So buy, sell, or hold. You know how it works. Uh, Aaron, usually with uh, Uber help from the audience, puts forth between uh, both Todd and I, and, and this week, also Jill, uh, predictions and prophecies and propositions, lists, et cetera. No topic is off limits. Once per episode, we are uh, not, actually, you're not permitted to use a hold at all. If you use a hold, well, Jill is. All right. She doesn't, she's okay. not a dude. She doesn't have to abide by the dude code. All right. We, in fact, since we do have a chick here, we have to make some chick related um, uh, dispensation here. So, Jill, if you hold for any reason other than um, you're, 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 you're scolding us, you're giving us matriarchal scolding for daring to put that proposition on the air. Okay. If you, is that fair? Is that fair? Does that uphold the, the, the chick code? Is that good? All right. Any, if, good. It, all right. If it's for anything other than matriarchal scolding for, for us even daring to put that on the air, you have to go out there and share the NHL's pro trans tweet from yesterday. Okay. Glowingly, <laughs> aff- approvingly, you have to approve of that tweet when you share it. Fair. Okay. Uh, yeah, I will. I will go affirm their tweet. Okay, and then for you and I, Todd, I mean, we're just going to get beat with a cane because that, that. I mean, every guy just needs, frankly, to get beat every night. I'd right? rather have that happen than share that NHL tweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron, let's go. We will begin with Sean M. Oberlin, who has replacements for Lindsey Graham during the quote-unquote embargo with updated penalties for the hold. Sean Hackety, you have to let Sean hack away at you. Oh my! Oh, oh. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> I love, starting with this now. I love now. how a guy found a way to make it darker. Yes. I'm now uncomfortable. Sell. Uh, uh, I love it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vladimir Zelensky, Zelensky uh, do a dronation drive. Nice. That's well played. I like that turn of a phrase. I can buy that. Yeah. Dick. I'm buying it all so far. Okay, Dick Levine. Let's just list these off and we'll do wholesale, buy or sell at the end. Dick Levine, have a private fashion show with him. Um, Oh, oh. Oh my gosh. Uh, No. Uh, Senator Tim, let things play out, Scott. You have to let things play out with Tim. (laughs) You know what's up. You know what's up, Shane. Happy Thanksgiving, America. Uh, doctor. That's a good Steve Day show, that, that Tim Scott Day. Yes. Uh, doctor Fauci, you have to let him jab you repeatedly. Gosh. Oh, my word. Uh, former president, uh, or former vice president Joe, where's Jackie Biden? 
You have to let him smell you. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Senator Mittens Romney literally doing anything with him would be punishment enough. <laughs> I like that a lot. And uh, 2024 POTUS hopeful John Fetterman, you have to play charades with substantial oh money God. on the line. <laughs> Buy, sell, or hold that list for replacements for Lindsey Graham yeah. during Steve's self-imposed <laughs> moratorium. Buying the whole thing. You felt, I love this. You felt the... F- like he knew it was Thanksgiving. The darkest stuff was at the beginning, and then he lightened the load a little bit on us. I I was uncomfortable throughout almost all of that, so I have to buy it. I have to yeah. respect that. It, it takes a lot to, to make me squirm and make me feel uncomfortable if it's not involving rotten food or rodents. Those are the two things I just, the dude cannot abide, all right? Um, uh, things that scurry and uh, rotten food, all right? Like snakes. You know, I'm, I can't do rotten food and like, you know, rats and mice. Okay. Um, that list made me feel like I was watching like, you know, things scurry here in the studio. So I ha- I'm going to buy. That was pretty hardcore, man. That was, that was the thug life right there. That list was the thug life. Yeah. All right. We move on to Jay Ford, who has the list of rivalry weekend nicknames for each game. If you sell on any one of these, we'll do another wholesale. But if you sell on any one of these, like you don't like the the nickname at all, then you're selling on the whole list. All right. Okay. The Holy War, Utah, BYU, Civil War, Oregon, Oregon State, Backyard Brawl. That was earlier this year. uh, West Virginia versus Pitt, Bedlam. Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma, Iron Bowl, Auburn, Alabama, Red River Shootout, Oklahoma versus Texas, World's Largest Outdoor Cocktail Party, Georgia, Florida, The Game, Michigan, Ohio State, Duel in the Desert, Arizona, Arizona State, and Catholics, Convicts, Notre Dame versus Miami. So I love that list, but I think, isn't Georgia, Georgia Tech, good old-fashioned hate? Yep. Oh, I, I, that's that, what they call that? That's oh, got to be it. there before Could Duel have. in the Desert. And so if I sell on yeah. one, I'm selling the whole thing, right? Yep. So as much as I love that entire list, man, good old-fashioned hate. I agree, but I didn't even know that was Duel a thing. The They're not promoting that very well. Uh, well they don't because show, they Georgia don't, Tech hasn't been good in a, a while. And they don't promote the Red River shootout anymore because guns. Yes, but that's what we well, still call it. Two, two others on there, I was going to jump in. You can't call it the Holy War because the PC police came in and said, whoa, we can't they do that. They changed that, that they too? They play every year as is right now. They have to schedule. Okay. They have to put it on the schedule. Um, and the Civil War is recently no longer the Civil War because we can't have fun. I had no idea that those two changes had been made. No, had I? I did not know that. Yeah, because I lived in Oregon and followed it, worked for the Pac-12. I followed the the Civil War, and they came up with nothing else, so people still call it the Civil War because what that's a- what it's been known as forever. It's a miracle we're it's not speaking Chinese by now. Iconoclasm. What a bunch of... It's just iconoclasm. Was- that's all it is. I mean, gosh, yeah. we suck. Indeed. Gosh, we're weak. Happy Thanksgiving, yes. though. <laughs> Goodness, uh, Todd and Jill, you buying or selling the list? Gonna sell. I'm, I, I will buy it because I had no idea about so many of those things. And if you want a good old fish and hate, you got to promote that thing. I mean, wh- that Georgia Tech. 
That's like, you should change, you shouldn't be the Yellow Jackets. You should just be calling yourself the good old-fashioned well, eight. The, I mean, the brand last, this thing. The, about the last seven or eight years, they've been the straight jackets. I mean, I, that's the, it's it's hard to roll out with good old-fashioned hate t-shirts when one team's a 36-point favorite. You know, that, that's <laughs> kind of hard to roll out with that, you know. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're just, they ain't well, much like, there to promote. Good old-fashioned sympathy. Uh, Jerry Davis. <laughs> Doesn't have quite the same ring yeah. to it, but I like that. Jerry Davis, award winners for movies in 2022. He's got kind of a random list here. Best actor. Austin Butler and Elvis. He was terrific. Um, I mean, I, 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 I thought he was terrific. Sure. Uh, haven't seen it. You definitely should see it. Yeah. Over the break. Worth it. Yeah, Either he was, Christmas he or... He was great in that movie. Yeah, you would, you would like it quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, ba- best actress, Michelle Yeoh. I don't know if that's how you say her name. Everything, everywhere, all at once. It is how you say her name. I have not seen the film, so I... I haven't even heard of it. You know, movie. but I'll buy, sure. But even though I haven't seen the film. Jill, have you seen that? I haven't that? heard of it either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best Supporting Actor, Tom Hanks and Elvis. Uh, uh, I sure. I, I mean, he, here's the thing, though. He's he he's really good, but he's also Tom Hanks. You know what I'm saying? You need to be like, the, the bar for him is a lot higher. Yeah. But if again, if that's your default, I'm okay with it. I'll buy. Sure. I don't like... This is, the Oscars are even are meaningless. Movies are meaningless. I mean, what, how many movies are even... I mean, we're, I don't even know what a movie is. I don't go to them anymore. People don't go to them anymore. People don't care about life? the Oscars. America what is, is going to need a five-day break from this show, given the start that we are on. <laughs> this right is now. well, but the, <laughs> speaking of things like I had no idea, like the, the they changed the level, the, the name of the Civil War. No, people, this was appointment viewing in what February to sit down and watch what everybody did for generations from Bob Hope. No one cares anymore. Absolutely, no one cares. Jill, your thoughts. Let's let's move on. On Tom Hanks, are you okay with Tom Hanks? Yeah, Tom Tom Hanks is fine. Yeah, okay. we'll just move I mean, on. All right, we'll th- move there's going to be better out there though. Yeah. Okay. Squiggly line says uh, Mount Rushmore of Wolverine coaches. Here we go. Finally, uh, finally. Fielding the, the topic that America has been clamoring for. Thank fielding you. Fielding Yost, well, Bo Schembechler, of course. Lloyd Carr, Jonathan Cooper. Who is Jonathan <laughs> Cooper? They talking about John Cooper, the Ohio State coach that went two ten and one uh, against Michigan. Oh, okay. that's that now is respect. A, that's a great troll. I mean, that is a that's an incredible troll. Okay, uh, and so even though Fritz Chrysler, it's kind of a a crime against maize and blue humanity to not have him on that list. If it is in order to conduct that epic troll, I will allow it and approve. Bye. Thumbs up, Jill. Steve approves it. I approve it. I'll, I'll default to you on Michigan. More women need to have that perspective, by the way. <laughs> oh, man. Jay Angel says the current results of the Arizona governor's race will be overturned, either through a correction of the count or a revote. Bye. Arrest Katie Hobbs while you're at it. I'm not instantly selling because. I'm I'm going to sell just because we can't have nice I don't things. yes I don't think we're entitled to this level of justice and clarity yeah. as a people okay but I also didn't think we a week ago that we'd have what is it up to 3 now yeah, counties at least. Re, re, that was yesterday there's so. at least 3 counties that are now refusing to certify the results of this election the yeah, attempt- I saw up to six with with other. I mean, it is it, it's up to six. Lake, but yeah, there okay. there were six counties now in question. 
the attorney general, I don't know if you guys read that letter. I did. I, I posted it on my socials. I recommended if you're in the audience, you need to go read that letter. That letter is not now. It may end up being grandstanding, but it is not written strictly for I'm trying to get on the lower third on Fox News tonight. There are very specific accusations, very specific and and circumspect and, and pointed um, uh, requests and claims within that letter. You know that. Yeah, if the if the AG down there is serious. Would get you to some clarity, you know, and so. I'm I, I'm gonna sell just because I just think that you just told me we are renaming football rivalries now. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm I saying. Know. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I just think we're just not entitled to this level of truth and justice. So I will sell You're on right. those grounds. But this thing has pers- proceeded f- further already than I anticipated that it would. Jill, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm going to sell because we cannot have nice things. And while this is all well and good right now, they'll find a way to get rid of this in another week or two. And, and then we'll all go back to what we're what we're accustomed to. And that's just, you know, low expectations from the GOP. She fits right in. Yep. <laughs> Next up, metric. <laughs> or we wrecked her. <laughs> she should not. Either that or she should not listen any longer. Yes. Uh, Metric curling democracy is up next to says Greg Abbott declaring an invasion on the borders like Michael Scott declaring a bankruptcy (laughs) on the office. Yes. See, this is the perfect follow up. This is I mean, that letter by that AG, you don't usually write that kind of letter to grandstand because it boxes you in, too. Right. But can I sit here and say that he would write that letter? do nothing with it and would be not held accountable for that at all. I could, could you see that? Mm-hmm. I could totally see yeah. that. I mean, Greg Abbott issued an invasion over a week ago. How would you feel if your government said we're under an invasion and declare it? And over a week went by and they did nothing about said invasion. I mean, it was, I don't know if you did this on purpose, Aaron, but putting those two propositions in consecutive order only reinforces my point, which is why, Jill, I'm going to be cutting myself during the break. This is why I love your audience is a tweet just like this. Total buy. It's perfect. I did not put those in order, but let's say that I did. Um, <laughs> next, the Great Awakening. Uh, this is really wordy, so I'm going to I'm going to change this, but I think it's an interesting buy, sell, or hold. It would be a good strategy for Ron DeSantis to stroke Trump's ego in the debates. You would win over some of Trump's support by doing so. Buy, sell, or hold. I'm going to sell. I I can see why you might think this, but I think you've got to be a little bit more specific about what that looks like, okay? Because you could, because that's very dangerous territory. You are actually walking in. You might in, you might walk Trump right into the argument that is your undoing, where he essentially makes you junior partner. You're right, Ron. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. And that's why you should wait your turn. And I know what I'm doing. And, you know, I'm the guy that puts you where you are. I mean, you got to be I could see it's possible that that could work. But I think you have to be really, really specific about deploying that because ego is the realm where he's the home team. Trump is the home team in any contest of ego. He has the home field advantage. I agree with everything you said, but that's why I'm going to buy. I think if you are smart, tactical, and willing to see it through, because remember, this is not like if, even if you, you have Trump take the L 
in a certain 10 minutes of that debate you know he'll he'll like in that that debate when we were watching live i think and you know all of a sudden he looks back down after an hour and sees Rand paul down there and just starts beating on him again you know he'll he'll just randomly do that so you have to be able to see it through for not only that entire debate but then that entire news cycle so yeah the the, the point about steve saying it has to be tactical it has to be the right issue you got to be really smart about it don't otherwise don't pick up the matches jill quickly everything that you guys just said i'm going to buy for the fact that ron DeSantis has christina Bouchard on his team and i think that between the two of them they could have the point trump would say something counterpoint all ready to go and trump wouldn't see that part through all right we'll come back more buy seller hold coming your way here to lead off hour two then the weekly profit of woe and lamentation stay tuned Back here with Hour 2 here on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Steve Dacey, we're there in McIntyre. Todd Erzin, Blaze TV contributor Jill Savage is here with us as well. We will continue on with Part 2 of, of uh, Buy, Sell, or Hold here in a moment. First, though, a reminder, you can let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Just email the show, Steve at SteveDace.com, D-E-A-C-E, for those of you listening to the podcast. You can also find us, uh, Steve Dace, on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor, Gab, Follow me at Steve Day Show on Twitter, Getter, and Instagram and TikTok. And then you can also find me uh, on Truth Social at Real Steve Dace there on Truth Social as well. Those of you that are listening to the podcast, thank you so much. Please uh, show your appreciation for the show, if you wouldn't mind, by, by leaving us a five-star review and hitting subscribe or follow. Thank you to all of you that have done those things for us already. They are greatly appreciated as well as helpful. This portion of the show brought to you by our friends over at Patriot Mobile. You know, it is hard to grasp why anybody would continue funding the left. That's why we call them woke corporations. They're not, they're not doing things that are within their financial benefit. They're doing them because they believe in them. That's why when you have an opportunity to do business with a company that doesn't believe in that stuff, take full advantage of it and you do with our friends at Patriot Mobile. Just give them 60 days to show you why I trust them. Show, let them show you why our family made the switch. When you try Patriot Mobile for two months, that's 60 days, they'll give you a third month for free plus a free activation. So they offer the same nationwide coverage that all the big boys do because everybody pretty much uses the same towers and they've got superior customer service. But now you'll get those two things without directly funding the people who hate you. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve to take advantage of this. That's patriotmobile.com slash Steve, or you can call their 100% U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Again, try them for 60 days, two months. They'll throw a third month in for free and give you a free activation at patriotmobile.com slash Steve or 972-PATRIOT. Let's welcome Jill back in. Bottom of the hour, we'll be joined by the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. Jill, you ready for part two? Let's do it. Let's let it rip. Aaron, you're up. We continue with David Hoyt, who says there will not be a day this winter when somebody on the Steve Day show isn't coughing, sneezing, or hacking up a <laughs> lung in the background. <laughs> Listen, David. <laughs> <laughs> there was some bad juju growing in the uh, in the AC unit at the hotel we stayed at uh, last weekend in uh, in Texas. That's why I've been the way that I have been. So sue me, Todd. I mean, Todd's un- unvaccinated, so you'll be coughing and everything all yeah. winter long, correct? 
Uh, I drink vinegar. Yes. All right. I'm going to sell. I'm sure there will at least be one day. At least one day. I'm selling. Joe. I mean, all three of us. Yeah. Do this to some extent. Ah, 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 I'm sorry, Jill. <laughs> go ahead. Sell because the odds are there'll be one day. Just wait till Steve pulls out the cough drops. Yeah. Then let the emails. I just, hey, I, hey, I just got through. I'm, I'm on the last throws of my sinus infection, so I should be good. Good. Yeah. OG Thor says whoever wins the Michigan Ohio State game this weekend will be uh, the eventual national champion. Sell. Why are you going to sell? Because both teams need to start playing much, much better to beat. And for me to say that unequivocally, both teams are not playing well right now. The narratives are very funny. I mean, Georgia beats Kentucky 16-6. to six. Uh, Kentucky just lost to Vanderbilt, and it's a gritty, gutty win. All right. Yeah. Um, oh, come on. I mean, the, the, come on. they're the, not playing well. You know that. Your Twitter feed says they're not playing I well. I don't think, uh, my, my point is, I don't think, I didn't say, I never said anybody they're was not, playing well. They're, what, who, they're did, not hold playing on. Well. No, 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 they're no. They're not playing well. Did I, who did that, I say was playing well? Did I start off by saying anybody that says so and so is playing just, well? You are criticizing an argument they're I have just, not made and was not going to make. They're not playing well. That's it. That's the, I, my, the question is about them. It, it's not about anybody else. But, but it is a, well. That's not true because they don't play themselves. They play other teams. Jill, you ever covered a sporting event where an official sporting event where the team played itself, Jill, uh, in your history of sports uh, media, or are they always playing another team? No. So and therefore, no are giving out is your time. own Twitter feed happy therefore, with Michigan? No. I, no. But first They're of all, not playing well. that's not the question that was asked. Okay. Who's playing well? Tell me who right now you think would beat Georgia or Alabama last year. I don't think any of these teams would. Alabama with Mechie and, and especially Jamison Williams. See, now it's also not last year. It's this I agree. Year. That's why we are factoring in the teams that are this year. I, I, don't, I don't think there is a team that is that much better than everybody else. I don't. I agree. And all the numbers so that's indicate what you're that. trying to say, Todd, and is that the, you can't really say that about any team. Yeah, that's my point. Georgia or yeah. just like, Alabama. Yeah, I just like I think was, this Georgia team would be like a seven to ten point underdog to last year's Georgia team on a neutral field. And I have, by the way, I think they're number one. I've been voting them number one all, pretty much all season long. I don't believe there is an elite team this year in college football. I just don't believe that there is. And so I think that their TCU is living proof of this. I mean. I, a lot of their metrics are awful. They just win a lot of games. I mean, how many? I mean, what have they won? Seven, eight games this year in the fourth quarter on the last possession. I mean, it's that. It's it is a it is a very wide open season this year, and and yes. that's so that's why. Do I think Michigan could win the national championship? Of course they could, but I just don't think they and Ohio State, which is the teams we were talking about, are playing well right now, and they're also not playing well since we want to talk about the teams that they play, the Big Ten sucks and that's who they've played so even as bad they're playing badly against bad competition it's that's not their fault yes it is michigan's job to win on any given saturday against the team right in front of them as it is in ohio state but i like ohio state and i as far as i know i could be wrong you i don't know that ohio state has the excuse of the injuries i mean everybody's they've had had a lot of injuries too that's fine but they're also ohio state and michigan and i'm you know, they're supposed to have two deeps that can compensate at least on some level. Mm-hmm. Certainly against the competition they're playing. Because like I said, the Big Ten sucks. I agree the middle and bottom of the Big Ten is not good. 
I also don't think the middle and bottom of the SEC is very good. It's better than the Big Ten this year. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I'm, I mean, we'll play bowl games and we'll see. Those teams will play each other in a lot of games and we'll find out. I mean, I watched Purdue without two of its best players last year go play a road game against Tennessee in a bowl game and beat them. You know, um, I mean, so we'll see. Um, I, I'm going to sell just simply because I think Georgia is still the best team. But I think I think I love because you didn't let me finish my point. You jumped my poop before you let me finish my point. You thought I was going to say something I wasn't going to say. That's why I kept saying, why are you yelling at me? I don't know what you're talking about. Difficult male sports argument where you say the same thing. If you get there in different ways, but eventually come to this. This is why I asked the question at the beginning. Michigan State or the field. Yes, I knew he was arguing the point I was making. That's that's exactly why, Jill, I said, who did I say? I I wasn't arguing an affirmative case. You didn't let me finish my point. You jumped on me like I was Steve from Trejo calling a friggin' sports talk show. It's fun to debate Michigan with you this year because we couldn't do it last year because you were too fragile. (laughs) That I'll allow. That's fair. Okay, I will admit I am back to the last after winning twenty three of the last twenty five. I am back to being semi obnoxious. I will admit that last year. Oh, you're back. (laughs) But in this case, I was actually going to give the analysis that you wanted. You just didn't let me give it. You jumped my case. Okay, I will sell because I think Georgia is the best team. I do think though that this is a year, and I will include teams that are not in the top four right now, like in like a USC. I think that this is a year that if Caleb Williams, kind of like a point guard in the NCAA tournament, could go in, have be hot, and beat Georgia in a one game. I don't think that was true last year. Last year, Alabama and USC were better than everybody else. Two years ago, Alabama was better than everybody else. I don't, clearly, I think Georgia's the best team. I don't clearly think they're better than everybody else. And so this year, I think there is a chance for more randomness and variance than what we have seen in the past. But but I will still vote for Georgia because I think that respect should be given to them given the way they played and they're the defending champions. And I would have said that in about 45 seconds had you not jumped my case right away. But this was way more fun. Yeah, (laughs) That's probably true. Jill, what's your answer? I am going to sell because if it's going to be Michigan, Ohio State versus the field, I'm going to take the field. And Chip Kelly gives out compliments about as well as Steve Dace does. Uh, He said that Caleb Williams is the best quarterback that he's ever faced. He faced Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, a ton of great quarterbacks. So with that alone, uh, I will will lean on Chip's judgment for that. I hadn't heard that. I I think what you've got with the other quarterbacks you mentioned, it's the convergence of of, of, – of who his coach is and the system he's in with that talent and ability, right? Okay. Uh, you put those three things. I mean, they just let him, he can do whatever he wants, makes any plays out in the dirt, do whatever he wants. They let him play street ball. And not, there's not a lot of coaches that would probably do that. Like Harbaugh didn't let Andrew Luck do that, for example. So, All right. Uh, we'll move on. Al Tuberjan says, if the Lions beat the Bills on Thanksgiving, the Lions will finish with a winning record. Do you want to answer this one first, just in case I don't uh, give your approved answer before I actually give it? See, he's just... <laughs> Football makes him nuts. I'm not nuts. nuts. What did I tell you? They were, they were offering odds on whether the Lions would finish with a winning record preseason, and they were like three to one. What's the record now? Like four and... Uh, four and six. Four and six? Yeah, after starting one and six. Yeah. I don't... Do you, do you want me to give the Lions cosmic answer? You want me to go yeah, first? Right. I was trying to think of so, what it might be before you give it, and I so, don't know in this case. So here, here is 
I am... I did not anticipate this winning streak. All right, this team looked dead. They're firing assistant coaches. Uh, they got a ton of injuries. This is your and, third emotional pivot of the season on this one team. It, and and, and it, it is because I actually think Dan Campbell has the temerity to crush this curse. But I, I thought his puckering in Minneapolis, he, he missed his window. I thought this was going to end up being like a 3-14 and 14 team after that. Okay? I am, I, especially because I watch all the games, remember. These have not been very fluky. They, these have been, and it's not like one singular Barry Sanders, you know, Matt Stafford performance. These have been like culture wins, playing gritty, gutty football, making key defensive stops, basically. Putting teams away. Yeah, Dan Campbell's imprint. That's, you know, that's the style he wants to play. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm I didn't anticipate that. And so, here's the answer. If, if the Lions are still karmically cursed, what will happen is they did these three wins to get you very excited, to make the nation and its fans think that Thanksgiving against probably the most talented team in the NFL, even though they're not playing the best right now, but they're the most talented team probably, that this is a rare, it won't be a rare bore, and then they'll go out and lose 37 to 10. All right? If that happens, then this was a mirage. If they win or they play them tough, I, I'm, I'm now I will then reevaluate that maybe he has turned some kind of a corner. But I would, I would for now, given their history, I would take the Bills and I would lay the nine points because the odds are much higher that they're just trolling their fans. The Lions as a franchise since 1957 have existed for two reasons. The clarification of obscure NFL rules and procedures. And then to Jimmy kick right in the front of the scrotum, their fans at every one of the most painful opportunities. And this would be one of them. Get you all excited. You're all in. You're all in. You know, Josh Allen goes out there and drops five touchdowns on your ass. Okay. So that's what I'm going to predict to happen because I have, you know, um, nearly 40 years of fandom to back me up on that trend. But I will admit, I am thrown off by the extra layer of temerity that the team has shown. I did not anticipate that. And when you, and so you need to know, when you analyze the lines, you cannot analyze them in football sense at all. You have to analyze them the way you analyze the Democratic Party in spiritual, cultural, philosophical parlance. Because that's not a football team. It's the House of Usher. There was still too much Michigan Wolverine analysis in that Lions. And this is where I'm comfortable. The worlds are colliding. I that was not religious. You're right, but that's not religious enough. The old magic. That was. I mean, I sat here watching it unfold. You were like a shaman. It was unbelievable. It was. I'd like to get that guy back. Jill, uh, Detroit Lions winning record if they win tomorrow. I feel like it's, you know, how Trump has to distance himself from the jab before I actually believe that it's going to happen. I need to see it to believe it. Yeah. With the Lions, I yeah. need to see the winning record yeah. before I'm ever going to go out on a limb and say, oh, yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. We move on. Inconspicuous alien, says Lindsey Graham. <laughs> Buy, just, sell, or hold Lindsey Graham. Just Lindsey Graham. Yep. So. <laughs> I 
of all of these, a- all of these have rainbow connotations. I am not comfortable with. Hold could be a verb. So could sell, right? Sell could be, hey, I'm pimping him out. Buy could be, actually, I'm, you know, I'm picking him up. I'm picking I'm him changing. up. Yeah, so I'm, I'm changing my mind. I'm buying for this reason. You're picking up Lindsey Graham. Having seen <laughs> how, South Carolina, like scoreboard. I mean, on your state, I, he's pulled that off. I've stood next to the man. I mean, there's like, before he even says a word, you're not like, oh, here comes Lindsey Grant. And yet, there you are. He's winning. You're losing. I didn't. In the long list of phone calls, I never thought I'd ever get in my lifetime. Bob Vanderplatz calling me up to say, Lindsey Graham won't stop calling me about this marriage thing is not <laughs> not one of them guys just wasn't one of them uh, nobody had that on their uh, Steve Day show bingo card that wasn't on anybody's radar and yet it's, here we are it's overcompensation isn't it, yeah, it, it, it okay <laughs> so for now I'll say I'll buy I guess for the last five or six weeks of this show we're we're all buying Lindsey Graham wow Wow, wow. Um, It's a dark day, America. It's a dark day. Dr. Q NC says Trump goes all in on his COVID response and changes to sanctimonious to death Santis. Sell. Wow. Same conversation. Same conversation applies to what I just said about last segment about the ego. This is where DeSantis is the home team. Trump moved his entire operation to DeSantis' estate. He's the home team You're here. using logic. I, I'm so y- y- yeah, but no. let me finish. Let me finish. Please. Okay? <laughs> you need this vacation. The, the, the kind of people that that will play to, DeSantis was never getting their votes anyway. DeSantis was never getting their votes anyway. He doesn't need them. DeSantis is the front runner, guys. Not Trump. DeSantis is. He doesn't need those people. I mean, the, the Paul Mall smoking boomer grandmother still waiting for Sean Hannity to get to Mark, you know, figure out to Hillary's emails was never voting for DeSantis in this primary anyway. He doesn't need those people. If I'm Ron DeSantis, you bet your ass I want to have a conversation about COVID in Florida. I hope that the I hope we do six months of that. I'll do every one of those shows. Absolutely. Because and the people that would fall for this kind of a canard. were already voting for Trump anyway, and we're already unreachable. Think more along the lines of that tweet from earlier uh on the list about um screaming or declaring bankruptcy mm-hmm. just like if if as soon as trump hears this suggestion he's gonna want to say it so bad he, it doesn't matter what the facts on the ground he's that's a good one okay how can we how can we do this how can we get that you're in right you're right but but yeah. that confirms all he's he's not the front runner desantis is and so that is a status quo statement. It doesn't move anything. The same people that would sit there if Trump said at his rallies and put his arm under his pit and made fart noises are, are they going to be the same people that cheer that. And the same people that are like, we have to got to move on. This is a joke. Would, that would confirm it all the more. Okay. So if I'm Ron DeSantis, I want to have a conversation about COVID. I hope are that you? Trump fights me Of course me you're right. Jill. I was going to sell it. Then I listened to Todd and I said, well, 
you have to buy that because he will hear it. He will like it. And it doesn't matter. He's just going to run with it. Uh, we'll move on. Last week, Steve. Can, uh, we, pause, can we go back to that yes. one for a second, though? Let's say you guys are right. The almost everybody except those currently not actively on Trump or Steve Bannon's payroll that just trashed him for this, the, the sanctimonious blast. Good Lord. What does conservative media do if he runs out, rushes out with death Santa? See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they freaking spanked him, man. Trump got taken over his knee for that more than, dude, when he violated his promise not to vote for any more omnibus bills, when he locked, when he did the second 30 days to slow the spread, when he created the poison, like nothing he did got him more universally torched by everyone in conservative media not currently on his payroll than Ron DeSanctimonious. What do all those same elements do if he busts out with Death Santis? You see what I'm saying? I know. Yeah. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But he. But what does a narcissist do when yeah. he's not the front runner? How does he respond then? Yeah. All right, so if you're just telling me that this is how King Saul goes out, okay, then I could buy that. I guess I looked at it from, a, from the standpoint of would it be effective and you guys just plainly looked at it as would he be willing to do it, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So if we're just looking at it, hey, King Saul in his, in his last death throes trots this bad boy out. I, okay. Yeah, I could see that. Sure. And, you know, I mean, did you guys see what Ted, Ted Cruz tweeted yesterday yeah. about the, uh, the JFK assassination yeah. archives? Yeah. Did you learn anything new? And Ted, I laughed and, at went yeah, yeah. and Ted went along and he tweeted, I, uh, nothing that I hadn't already heard in my childhood. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's good. I had not heard that. I laughed out loud when I saw that. Yeah. We'll move on to Sean Griffiths. Last week, Sean had a uh, an epic rap battle between Heavy D, Ron DeSantis, and the MAGA king, Donald Trump, uh, to which Steve suggested that maybe next time we should have some haikus. So Sean is back with some haikus, oh, some no. Steve Dace show That was sarcasm. Haikus. That was sarcasm. Okay. That was sarcasm. Here is the haikus. Todd wearies of raps. Steve suggests a good haiku. One for each of you. That in and of itself is a haiku. Thank For you. me, montage of lament, millennial malcontent, send emails to Steve. That's pretty accurate, yeah. actually. That's yeah. on the money. That's prophecy. Yeah. Steve at yeah. stevedace.com, by the way, in case you forgot. Yeah. Todd, David French abounds. What are you willing to do? Get uncomfortable. Nice. Yeah. Not bad. I get that yeah. tattoo. Yeah. David, uh, you want David French abounds tattooed on your body? Ooh. Listen, there's one, yeah. thing to, there's one thing to let Lindsey Graham prove that he might actually not be screwing us. I, I, mm. Let me try that one again. Um, yeah. It's There's, one thing... You're going to get that tattooed on your <laughs> It's one thing to see... Let's if, hear Steve's haiku. If Lindsey Graham's not betraying us, it's another thing to say, to emulate Lindsey Graham and getting another man's name tattooed on your body. All right, let's not go that far. Let's not do that. Done. Where, where does David French abounds get tattooed at yeah. on the Urzan body, by yeah. the way? Yeah. yeah, I can just see like the ink running out after that one sentence. Cute little like, Sorry. Ink. <laughs> on Todd's ankle, it's got Marvin the Martian, like every 90s white girl. And right next to it says David French abounds. Yes, <laughs> I like that. OK. Yeah. Uh, and for Steve, nefarious times, we must punish all their crimes. Let me kick the chairs. Yeah, I'm, uh, that's. Dude, that's a haikus yeah. are harder than they seem. That's a sound. That was very, very well done, Sean. In fact, if you gave me Steve's that, he's ordering it, his tombstone right I, after I was just going to say that needs to be a line of Hallmark cards, greeting cards. <laughs> Steve Day's greeting cards just need to say that. Yes. Jill, you uh, buying or selling these? Buying that whole thing. That's that's incredible. Uh, that, like you said, those aren't easy to do, nope. and he pulled it off. Nope, he did. Those were good. What bandit says the entire NFC East will make the playoffs? 
Interesting. So that would mean essentially only one team in every other division? Yep. Wait, well, there's only one play- team in the North making it. There's right only now. one team probably in the West. In? Only one team probably in the West. Isn't it seven get in now? Is and only one in the South. So it's possible. So, okay. Most likely. All right. I think you're onto something there. I That's could crazy. buy that. Yeah, it I is seven. And it- yeah, it was yep. six, and they just added one. So it's seven. Because only, okay. one, only one team has a buy now. Yeah, I'll buy. That's a good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next. Yeah, I'm going to buy that because the NFL has been so boring this season that yeah. let's let's get something it, remarkable out of this. It has. I got to tell you, I, I, if I didn't have the Red Zone channel, a lot of long-form games. I mean, the, the Chargers and Chiefs played a high-level game Sunday night. You know, I tuned in and out of that, and that actually kept my attention for several plays. But, man, if I didn't have Red Zone channel, it's that tedious. product can be, yeah, as it it's can be tedious, Casey Casey. Rough year. But this yeah. is the future of the entire product of both pro and college football. It's going to get worse and worse. They, this year, they seemingly came up with a style of play where the defenses can't hit you like they yeah, could in the 70s I and know. 80s, but the games are played with the scores yep. we saw in the 70s and 80s. So take take scores, like every game's like 17-14 or 20-17, to 17, but no, none of the violence that you you still were entertained by. You know what I'm saying? Well, simultaneously, we you have. can't touch the quarterback. Yes, so we, don't, we have, we have, we have, we have the, the low-scoring games of the 70s and 80s minus the violence. That's the product right now, unless you're watching teams like the Chiefs. You know, that's what you that's what you're watching most Sundays. I mean, the, the Lions won a game, went on the road and beat a team right now that would be in the playoffs. And, and they beat them by uh, more than two touchdowns. And they threw for like 140 yards. That's what's going on right now, man. Not good. Yeah. Matt Wells says neither Donald Trump nor Joe Biden will be on the 2024 general election ballot. Both nominees for, from both parties will mm. be under the age of 60. I will buy this. I agree. Sure. I'll buy. I'll buy. Please. Please let it happen. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Jill doesn't have an answer. She has a plea. She I'm on my knees here. She got a little choked up there for a second. Yes. I think. Please. Uh, Lost Tribe Roots says, this is specifically for Todd, but Jill would be good to get in on this as well. The Catholic Church cannot stand as is and will experience a proper schism within a few generations. Proper I'm trying to think what... I had another, actually... I mean, this is going German... Some German wackadoodle bishops over there are going rainbow. Um, I think... I'm selling. I'm selling. It's... You know, the, the Catholic Church is a 2,000-plus-year-old institution that has incredible highs and ridiculous lows. It's, it's, I just don't know what, I need to ask this question. I'm not a, even opposed to the notion of you bringing, I don't think it's reckless or nonsensical to bring up the notion of a schism, but I, I need to know more specifically about what your proposition is on how that can come from. I don't even see that. I just don't see the wheels turning for it happening at the cosmic level you're talking about. I guess I'm, I'm, this one is a tough to answer because I do want to take it seriously, but for me to take it seriously, I've got to weigh and measure so many different factors. Because Our it's answer a is essentially going to be whatever whatever Todd and, and Jill answer. So, Jill, what's your answer? Yeah, I'm, I would sell. I would like to get rid of Francis as soon as possible. But uh, beyond that, I think the Catholic Church is what it is. Like Todd was saying, 2,000 years of history. It's still going to be around. 
Okay. All right, we got about two minutes. Pick your like two best for Jill to answer, Todd or Aaron. Uh, let's see. We will move on to Gabriel Galawa, who is in a very dark place. Who says Nebraska will get shut out by Iowa. The ladies will lose to Wisconsin in volleyball. And Trev Alberts will name Mickey Joseph head football coach because no one else wants the job to complete the turd sandwich trifecta, making it truly a Black Friday for Big Red. Wow. Wow. I mean, that level of self-loathing. I I just... I mean, I just don't even know. I'm a near 40-year Detroit Lions fan. And even I am in awe. I am in awe of that level of self-loathing. I have to buy. I mean, I don't think those things are all actually going to happen, but I just have to buy because respect, respect money. I mean, I respect that level of hatred. Yes. Absolute respect. Like when I, it just kept going and going. (laughs) Yes. At some point. Let up, bro. When you're, but, when, no, I'm buying the whole thing because I, he needs us to be with him on this. Yes. When you're dunking on your nationally ranked volleyball tweet or team in a tweet to the Steve Day show, at that point, you just stand out of the way and you let a man harm himself. That's what you yes, do. Yes, you do. Yeah, you let that happen. Uh, yes. Final one for this show. Uh, in the overtime, uh, also, we have a long submission uh, regarding Steve's scrotum. So look forward to that. You sure uh, you want final- to stick around for that one, Jill? Yeah. 79 mm-hmm. miles. Run! 79 model Chris. You don't have the balls to stick around for that one, Jill. All right. Uh, 79 model Chris says all casseroles suck except hash brown casserole and breakfast casserole. Buy. Strong sell. Buy. Completely buy. Strong sell. It Hard buy. That's, that violates the dude code to even say that. Buy. Every Creamy casserole is trash. Thank you. I feel you there. My woman but right there. Yes. Well said. So Green Bay casserole is trash. I will have to sell on background. See, here's here's the thing. Men love if casserole. Hash brown casserole and breakfast casserole didn't exist. There would be some objectively good casseroles out there. But in comparison to those two, correct. Everything else just sucks. Who was that? That's one of the best ones. We've Seventy nine model Chris. He's. I mean, that's. Dude, you're Jer- we You should just told just told us you were Jeremiah. I'm calling. I mean, you just prophesied. I'm that's what you did. Dude, it's a dude code violation. No, he, he prophesied. Get- it's not a dude code violation to prophesy. Recognize. I think there's some extra metal bars around here we can beat Todd with after the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jill, we got to say goodbye. It was a pleasure having you with us. Have a good Thanksgiving. We'll see you again soon. All right. Thank you so much. Buy, sell, or hold before my Thanksgiving. Made it. Thank you so much. You bet. Thank you. Uh, the Weekly Prophet of Woe and Lamentation will join us because what would be a pre-Thanksgiving show without giving Daniel the last word, <laughs> right? He's been cheery lately, though. He has been, which, of course, with Daniel is on a relative scale. More in a moment. That was not on air. We could hear that, but it was not. What was it? (laughs) Daniel. (laughs) That was not on air, Daniel, but we could hear that. I'm sorry, folks. It's better than other things. (laughs) Oh, my God. They're going to have no clue what just happened. Oh, my. Um, Childbirth comes to mind. In these unprecedented times. Bang! <laughs> yes. Bang! Oh, gosh. <laughs> Make sure you venture not, my dear fellow. 
the most absurd <laughs> opening to a segment that has ever happened, maybe. Because uh, nobody heard it except for the four yep. of us. Yes. Um, make sure you venture not, my dear fellow, into the Let's Go Brandon real estate market without knowing for sure that you will be guided and supported by a real estate agent who can get you all the way to the finish line successfully. And where would you find an agent that you could trust that implicitly uh, the name of the website kind of says it all. Just head over to realestateagentsitrust.com right now. We do the vetting. We do the verifying. Uh, and a lot of times these agents will come from right here in the audience. So they share your value system. We've got a waiting list of thousands of agents waiting to be uh, listed in our database for you. Why are they waiting? Because we verify. We don't just take anybody. All right. So here's how it works. Uh, just go to realestateagentsitrust.com now. Provide us with some basic info, and then we'll reach out to you to make an introduction to one of our recommended agents when you head over to realestateagentsitrust.com. He is the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, and who better to send us off into the long Thanksgiving holiday weekend than Mr. Hope and Joy himself. Daniel Horowitz, good to see you, brother. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving to you and the crew. Uh, same to you, my friend, and to you, uh, your family as well. Um, I, I, this was not on my docket to ask you about, but because it, uh, it absolutely involves you, I need to. So last week, Elon Musk put out a poll on Twitter about restoring Donald Trump's Twitter account. Just a little while ago, and of course, the people voted to do it, and so he did. Just a little while ago, Elon Musk put up a poll. Should all suspended accounts be given blanket amnesty, provided they didn't engage in any kind of spamming or illegal activity? He is taking that poll right now. There's about 800,000 people have voted in this. That poll is much more one-sided than the Trump poll was. Uh, 75% of people are saying, yes, you should restore all of those suspended accounts with blanket amnesty, except for those two exceptions. And only 25% are saying no, given the way this is trending and given what he was willing to do with some vote populi when it came to restoring Trump, the return of uh, red meat conservative, my friend on Twitter could be imminent here. You know, I was beginning to wonder, it's interesting that all of the COVID patriots that were terminated mm -hmm. were not restored. Not mm -hmm. a single one that I could find. Uh, Dr. Malone, Peter McCullough, these guys, um, and they're bigger fish than I am on that. So they have not been restored. So I don't know if that category is going to be included in criminal activity uh, that will be accepted from his blanket amnesty. Uh, but I, I would say I, I don't trust that Elon Musk necessarily shares our values, but I think he does have good political instincts and when you spend 40 billion dollars on this thing for a purpose and you already alienate anyone on the other side i couldn't imagine he wouldn't restore it it would just be the dumbest move for him from a political standpoint and and from a marketing standpoint too well this actually does segue to the first uh, and primary thing i wanted to ask you about because the timing of asking this on the same day now that the Washington Post is, is admitting. Now, they're lying in their admission. They are claiming this is the first time that a majority of people who are dying of COVID were jabbed. That's not true. So even their admission is a lie. And then within their admission, they say in their own analysis, but this is why you need to keep taking those boosters that are killing you. <laughs> All right. You need to keep you got to keep taking them over and over again. So they, they still turn it into an ad for Pfizer and Moderna. And they lied even in that admission. 
But do you find it fascinating that today is the day that Musk chose to ask this question and and tie this in to the piece that you did earlier this week, um, which takes the V-safe data that is hand-to-hand or hand-to-fist data directly to CDC that they've had this entire time that show that they knew their sacred cow was a killer whale. They knew this. And how you well, took that and compared it to what is within the VAERS database. We walked our audience through that yesterday. We went through your piece on the show yesterday. But kind of tie all these events, which may seem random but maybe aren't, tie them all together maybe. Well, when the Washington Post says a majority of the deaths are among the vaccinated, you know that's a super majority. It's kind of like when the CDC says 14 percent efficacy for this year's or past year's flu shot, uh, you know it's negative right. uh, effective. So right. that is very telling. I don't know if Elon Musk is is related, um, but here's what I do know, Steve. We have crossed the threshold when you not only don't mandate the product, but pull it from the market thousands of times over and it hasn't been pulled, neither is there anyone in politics that is of any stature that people would listen to even calling for that, aside from maybe Ron Johnson. So when you reach that point, and it's that impervious to policy changes. I don't know if anything will ever change. The, the bizarre thing about the last year or so is that we've ground to a, a standstill on policy changes. There was a certain baseline of pushback on mandates, and then it kind of stopped. And then more information comes out. Well, really, myocarditis is the tip of the iceberg. And actually, it's subclinical myocarditis. And actually, 3% have it. And actually, 100% have... Uh, uh, higher troponin levels. Oh, and the cancers and the autoimmune and the reproductive health and the stem cells being destroyed Mm -hmm. and the blocking of of, uh, cellular repair and DNA repair. And it's one after another and nothing has changed. Uh, The CMS has just issued another edict just came out yesterday that they're going to flag nursing homes that don't have high enough rates and, and refer them to some enforcement action that they don't exactly detail what it is. I don't know. I mean, if I'm pharma, what is getting in my way? I mean, to, to be contrarian, because I know you, you're thinking that we're reaching a critical mass, but we we thought we were reaching that point ages ago. Yeah, I do think several hundred thousand people in the United States were killed and at least several million to seven, eight million were killed globally. I think several million had clinical level injury in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and uh you know, several hundred million or 183 million was the number there globally. And by the way, uh, you know, the the piece that you read, there's 21 other surveys that we put together. You know, some of them were small sample sizes where they surveyed rates of injury and you would find one to one point five percent hospitalization, eight to twelve percent had heart palpitations, shortness of breath chest pain, if you extrapolate those numbers, they all kind of hone in on that V-safe data, you know, whether it's 2 million hospitalizations, 1.5, 3 million, you know, 300,000 deaths, 400,000 deaths, it's in that ballpark. And that's before we get to the long-term explosion of cancers and autoimmune and, you know, disruption of of DNA repair, cellular repair, and then uh, the mandatory abortions, which are taking place in the form of uh, sterilizing people. So I don't know what more to say, but but Steve, 
do you see any any evidence that the Republican Party has moved one inch to the right on this issue over the last 12 months? No, but I also think that the verdict is not in on that. I think the jury is still deliberating because even though the overall results were disappointing, and, and let's state up front, you and I are going to be of the same mind that the vast majority of Republicans that did not win, with the exception of a, a, a somebody like a Carrie Lake that they probably stole it from, uh, but the vast majority of Republicans that did not win but should have given this environment would have disappointed us while getting into office. Yep. That's a that's a separate question, though, from the I'm I'm I am actually more disappointed in our countrymen that they that there was not another layer of our countrymen that stood up and said this has to stop that, that that don't know these candidates as well as you and I do. You know what I'm trying to say? OK, that they don't know the nuances of politics. They're just reacting at a top level and even at yeah. a top baseline level. We couldn't get more people to say, all right, this we have to end this. I don't know what's going on on the other side, but I know this is we can't. I mean, Quinnipiac's got a new poll out today with Biden's <clears throat> approval rating dropping to 36 percent now. OK, and that's one of the most Democratic polls out there. But election politics notwithstanding. I also think you and I are in agreement. We might actually get a far more productive Republican House without a GOP Senate and a very, very narrow majority where they can't sit back there and game plan us to death with fake votes and show votes and covering people's asses and what they really think. That thin thread of a majority, a lot of people are on the record. You can kind of see that play itself out by the fact that Kevin McCarthy is out there having to, you know, hey, we're going to kick uh, Swalwell off of committees. We're going to force Mayorkas to resign. He's got to start, he's got to move right just to get to be speaker, let alone well, how, how right will he have to be to stay where that is right i mean when was the last time matt gates disagreed with donald trump about something publicly never is the answer you have trump out there endorsing kevin mccarthy gates is is a, is a no he's out there publicly opposing mccarthy so i think that the answer to your question right now is no but i don't think it's a final answer yet especially after yesterday's performance at the white house where the way they instantly shuddered Fauci off the stage and covered for him rather than taking that question from a daily caller about the origins of the virus. I think, you know, if I'm a Thomas Massey, Chip Roy kind of Republican, you know, I, not that I needed any more encouragement or incentive to go there when I get the majority, but that level of weakness incentivizes maybe another group of Republican congressmen who think like us, but just didn't have the balls to actually blaze a trail. They might think, yeah, I don't know. It might be easier to go here than I thought. I, I think that story is still being written somewhat. In other words, even after two years, we still have to fight for it. Yes. We're not there yet. Yep. You're saying we might get there. Yeah. But, you know, fa failure to deliver is a, is a failure on my part. I'm going to deliver that woe and lamentation up until Thanksgiving Eve. The As reality you is yes. everything you have mentioned yep. is all very personal political mm -hmm. kick this democrat off go after hunter biden 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 family is corrupt mayorkas needs to resign this person needs to be impeached notice what's missing from there an agenda for the safety health of the american people now if you would uncover that to me that would be the biggest hit on biden and all those people imaginable but this is not the way they think and this is not what's demanded of mccarthy from conservative talk radio so he is delivering what they want I would argue they don't want this. And it's like you might come across some things in hearings. Uh, they're not really promising much on COVID. 
Yeah, you know, it looks like it's going to kill 5 billion people. See, this is why we have to end the mandates. What? Wait, what? Mm -hmm. Huh? Wait, wait, you know, you, you just said you poisoned everyone and they're still on the market and they're still being funded. It's the same thing with Ukraine. It's like the Senate Republicans are like, screw that. We're going to have more funding and we're going to tell the Trump wing of the party to go to hell. There's a political article on that recently. House Republicans are kind of like, you know, I don't know about more funding. We should probably audit the waste, fraud and abuse <laughs> type of thing. Even after this much, we know that the guy freaking lied and lobbed missiles at Poland, killing two people, framed Russia to get us into World War Three. And it's still I don't know what it takes to get people to focus on the issues that matter in the way they matter at the time they matter. And you. this has always been the problem. Even with marriage, you've been talking a lot, a lot about this. It's like, hey, don't tase me, bro. Religious <laughs> liberty. Yeah. And, and look, I get that. And, and there's a way to kind of force them out on that argument. But it's like after 21% of Gen Z polls now – as one of the alphabet soup genres, don't we have a stronger argument? I mean, purely secular, by the way. I'm not even making, you know, homosexuality is awesome, great. I mean, Lindsey Graham stuff, this is all great. But like, look, you know, at some point the world does need to procreate. Like, you know, all things are good in, in quantities. But like, what, we need some it, men it, and women to want to have sex with each other, is what you're saying. But, but at some like, point, yes. Is it 50%, 60%? I mean, the number in Gallup jumped 27% in one year. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, at some point when the state encourages it, this is an argument we did not argue a decade ago because you couldn't really see it. So it's either the religious liberty, the you know, biblical argument, sin, but it's just now it's just straight up transhumanism mm -hmm. and they can't make that argument. Mm -hmm. And you have a Wyoming Republican and your Iowa Republicans there. One voted for it. The other one was on the fence. I can promise you the other one wanted to. And I know that for a fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, Steve, I, I, I don't see that improvement. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll let you know when I see it. I've got one minute. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the time off. Get away from this with your lovely family. All of this will still be here on Monday, my friend. Unwind. Un unwind. And, and Steve, the bottom line is everything is hopeless, but nothing is hopeless. It's hopeless if we were a Petri dish mm -hmm. in uh, Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates's hands. God help us. Mm -hmm. But we do have a God to help us. Ultimately, nothing could happen without his judgment or providence. And and that's what we're thankful for, that it really is not in their hands. And God still smiles on us. We just have to be deserving of that providence. And that's that's really what Thanksgiving's all about. Um, certainly, I'm thankful for you, Todd, Aaron, all of our team here, um, all of our listeners. Yeah. But, but ultimately, it's that we are in the hands of Almighty God. Amen. Very well said, my friend. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. God bless. Take care. Same to you. Any final thoughts, gentlemen, before we uh, sign off for the weekend? I love his summary, particularly after this last election. Trust not the things of man. Uh, to boil all of it down, he's absolutely right. We aren't serious about these times. God have mercy on us. I am really, really looking forward to this weekend. Uh, just some pure time off with the family. And uh, Bella and Ben are coming in here in a couple of hours, and we're going to decorate the studio. 
Um, I'm just going to lean in to despite how hopeless things are, but not hopeless at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lean into the things that really make life worth living over the weekend. And um, that would be my Iowa Hawkeyes and the Kansas. I'm just kidding. No family <laughs> spending good time with family, maybe making some some memories and uh, just enjoying the blessings that uh, God has bestowed bestowed upon us and and uh, and just uh, just thanking him for for all of those good gifts because nothing but goodness comes from God. Amen. Very well said, both of you. All right. Have a great long weekend. We're going to stick around and do overtime. Bonus buy, seller hold for subscribers. The rest of you, we will see you again on Monday when even Todd will acknowledge. Merry Christmas. See you then. John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.